Welcome to the podcast, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. We had a very special guest on the show today, and we got some interesting things to talk about, and I think it's going to be very cool, very excited about this one. We're going to start the weekly podcast, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything, with special guest, my son Chase, right now. So Chase, I know it's probably going to be kind of weird to be on a podcast with your dad, because even though you are a broadcaster as well... We've never really done anything together. The only thing we've ever done together was I once panned your camera in Colorado Springs. Totally did. That was one of my favorite stories. We were doing the, the antelope story, yep. and I asked you, hey, where are the antelope? Because when you're doing a story, you got to have those in there. Otherwise, it's not a story. Yeah. You told me where they were, and we met up, and then you helped me out with one of my stand-ups. It looked great. It, it was very cool because I was very proud of it because um, I um, had there's an antelope herd in Colorado Springs that as the city encroaches on this antelope herd, it's been there for ever since I was a kid. And I used to see them maybe once a year, but now as the city is built up around them and surrounded this antelope herd, that you see them all the time. They're always there by the road. So I told Chase, I said, this might be a good story. So after a while, you got some phone calls on it, and people said, this would be a good story. So you went on and did it, and we found the antelope herd, and as you were standing there, you walked from the fence to the road, and I got to pan your camera. You're right, so exactly. So I was very excited. I did get a little bit of, in trouble for that because we got kind of close to the road as cars were driving by. Did you get in trouble I for that? I got a little bit in trouble because they said, hey, if you're going to do that, you have to wear a... Uh, like an orange vest? An orange vest, like a reflective vest. Okay. Just so, you know, cars driving, you know, by will be able to see you. So got a little bit in trouble for that, but I still think it was worth it. That was a very cool story, but it was just crazy because they did have that construction going on. These people probably don't want to hear about the antelopes. I like talking about the antelopes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, just one of those things where, yeah, the city's just expanding so much and there's so much wildlife in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. Where do they go? You know what I mean? So Well... I'm glad you liked the story. I thought it was a great story, too. So one of the things I, I wanted to have all four of the kids, you, Allison, Carson, and um, what's the other one? Beth, all on the podcast today. And it just didn't work out. And Carson's out at grad parties. And Beth had to leave. And Allison doesn't live here anymore. So it's just me and you. But one of the things that we always do on the podcast is I ask people, what have you learned in your life that you can share with other people? Because that's what the podcast is all about. Right. Basically things that I learned through trial and error or learned by making mistakes or learned through experience. And so I said, Chase, you've learned something. And you said, basically, what is a 25-year-old? What, what can I teach you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've only been, I don't know living the adult life for a little while now so that I don't have that much experience. But I don't know, maybe for some of the younger kids, people like Carson or something like that. Well, I like think that sometimes this is the thing about you that I think a lot of people could learn from you. You are always happy. You're all, you're, I'm sure you Try. get in your moods once in a while, but you're a generally a very happy, pleasant guy. Trying to stay positive. Always got to be positive. So, so how does that work? I mean, it, that's not easy for people. Like me and Fallon, we were always like, oh, we're so negative. We always see the glass half full or half empty. Mm -hmm. So... How, does it just come naturally for you to be this positive? Well, to me, it's, you know, you can see the glass half empty, but then how is that? Are you going to benefit? How is that going to make your life happier? If you're right. going to be positive and if you do see the glass half full and you, you are happy, I just feel like that's living a better life. You know, there are some days where you do get negative or you see things that are going on that you don't like. You know, there are still times where I get upset, but otherwise, I mean, just in a work environment, I feel like there are always going to be those people that are negative. And anytime you bring up something creative or something uh, to do for that day, for me, you know, being a, a reporter, bringing mm -hmm. up a story idea or anything, there's always going to be those negative people, but that's not really going to help you out in the long run. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we have to go and talk to, you know, this person, this person. If you're going to have a bad attitude about it, 
you're not going to have fun doing it. But if you go out there and just have that positive mindset going out there, getting what you need to do, uh, I don't know. To me, I just feel like I enjoy it more that way instead of just going in and just being like, I have to do this today. Uh, and I think that is a real gift. And it's almost something that is really, it almost have to, you almost have to be born with it because I try to be more positive. And I'm not a negative person, but there's a lot of the time when I find myself complaining and we'll be complaining during the morning show. It's like, oh, I can't believe the station doesn't have enough money to do this. And Fallon will be like, yeah, and I wanted to do this. And they said we couldn't do it because we didn't have any money. And Steve, who's you, you know Steve. Oh, You've yeah. known Steve since you were probably 10 years old. 10 about. years old. Oh, yeah, definitely. Long time. And Steve is a much more positive person. I never see Steve bitch. He'll bitch when there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. But some people like Steve and you are just much more positive. Where did you get that? Did you get it from your mom? Because people people hear me talk about me and your mom's relationship on the podcast or on the radio, mm-hmm. and they know that we get along great now, we love each other now, but we haven't always gotten along so well. Right. Did you get your positivity from your mom? You know, I would say maybe, but then again, I feel like you and mom are kind of the same on how like you are, like you do have your you know complaints and you get harsh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I kind of respect about you guys that you're tough. Um, I feel like I don't really have that aspect. Um but I don't know. I think it's just, you know, just growing up and just, you know, hanging with your friends and then just, you know, your life experiences. And then, uh, I mean, you either go kind of, you know, with the glass half full or, you know, uh, half empty. And I just feel like just with my life experiences, yeah, I just like to be the positive, happy guy. I like to have a good time when we go out. I like to make other people happy. And if you're a negative Nancy all the time, then no, your friends aren't probably going to be happy hanging yeah. out with you. Yeah, it's You know true. what I mean? But if you're like, oh, yeah, let's go out. Let's do this. Let's have fun. You know let's what I mean? Let's have fun. Then, uh, you know, your friends or family are going to, you know. Enjoy more time uh, being with you, and you know maybe having a, a better time as well. Well, Chase is always um, Chase is always fun to have around. So especially last night because Chase had a good number of beers last night. At, I hit ten. You I got hit 10? I got to ten, and then I said, "All right, let's let's slow it down a little bit." So and you did, but but I knew that you probably had one too many because we were laughing. Chase is a funny drinker, by the way. Chase Thank was you. Not, I try. He was not sloppy, or he didn't want to fight with somebody, and he didn't no. get emotional and start crying on your shoulder, going, "I love you, man." <laughs> he was funny, and he was making inappropriate jokes, and uh, and then you were on the trampoline, laying on top of Carson, if I remember right, and telling inappropriate jokes to Carson. Oh, it's so much And fun. Carson was laughing. Carson's not much of a laugher, is he? He really isn't. Not really. He, he's a quiet guy, but when you get him laughing, it's the best thing. That's yes. one of my favorite things is try to get Carson to laugh yeah. by telling the inappropriate jokes. Or just giving him, you know, grief. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's one of my favorite things to do is try to get that boy to laugh. Well, we we were you were talking about how this this is really interesting about how you don't want to be around someone who's negative, and you don't want to be around somebody who's always finds something to bitch about. Because let's face it, there's always something to bitch about oh, if you want to look hard They're enough. Oh, yeah. So then, and coincidentally, and this ties in nicely, you and I were just upstairs a minute ago watching Bar Rescue on TV. First time ever watching the show. It's amazing. Just watched one episode. I love it. It is a great show. And I, I, I'm going to guess you, if you listen to the podcast, you've probably heard of Bar Rescue. But if you've never seen it before, basically they take these bars that have been around for a while that are failing. And this loud, obnoxious guy comes in and he's loud and obnoxious. And he tells people, this is bull- this is bullshit. I can't yeah. believe you screwed this up. And he was like throwing plates around and he's like this food is not cooked right and you're incompetent and you're an asshole. And he's screaming at these people and belittling these people. And so I turned to Chase and I said, "How can it be that if I was at work acting that way or if you went to work acting that way or if I was a consultant and really acted that way, 
I don't think I get away with it. But what is it about? Because they always say, don't be an asshole. Right. And they also say, if a guy is an asshole, you think of him as really strong. If a woman acts that way, then she's just a bitch. This guy was an asshole. There's no oh, question. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He threw the food. They made him cook every single one of the meals on the menu. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he said, no, nah, this is shit. And he literally just threw it on the ground. Yeah. And, and said, it, clean it up. And he left. <laughs> he said, clean, he said, clean that up. How can somebody like that get away with that? Is it just because he's so good, or is it just for the TV show? It's just, I think it's honestly just for the TV show. He could be, I mean, he could be good, but yeah, if you were to do that in a regular everyday job, no, then yeah, you're just an asshole. If See, you're throwing food on the ground saying, hey, clean this up, it's shit, then that's then just the way Then you're just an asshole, and nobody wants to work with you. But it's a TV show, Dan, that's why. Okay. They're all fake, that's they're my all theory. TV shows. All, all these reality shows are fake, man, i tell you what. <laughs> Not real. Um, I had a boss who was a lot like that, and I don't want to name any names because I'm not going to try to get anybody embarrassed or get in trouble or anything, but I had a boss who was a screamer and a yeller, and uh, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about or not. Do you know who I'm talking I about? I think I might know. Yeah, and it was like, what the fuck? God damn it, son of a... But what the fuck is your fucking... God damn it! <laughs> I mean, did you ever hear him yell like that? I did hear him yell a couple times. It was scary. It was scary. It was scary being a little kid seeing that. And because you were little, you oh, were yeah. like 10, 12 years old exactly. when you saw him doing that. And we saw it almost every day. And the thing that I'll never forgive back then, my old management for, none of them are there anymore, but the thing I'll never forgive them for is letting him get away with that shit for years. And they thought it was funny, and they thought it was charming, and they thought it was kind of cute. And if if that happened, and this was... I don't want to say how many years ago, right? But but if that happened now, all it would take was in 2019 for somebody to report that person to HR, and they'd probably be gone tomorrow. Or record on, record on your phone and post it, right? You know or I mean? record on, it on your phone and post it. You're on social right. media, then yeah, the next day they're done. I never even thought about oh, that. Yeah, one. yeah. That's, I mean that's a new thing nowadays. You know, what I mean, yeah, people can't get away with that anymore, which I think is a good thing, but. I would like my boss to have a little bit of, you know, like I said, uh, toughness. You know what I mean? So that you don't mean yeah. your boss, your specific boss now. You mean your, any boss you ever have, you want to have some toughness. Some toughness in there. Like yeah. uh, my boss, you know, now, a uh, very smart guy, and uh, he would, like, let you know what he was thinking, and I appreciated that. If you yeah. messed up, he would let you know. He wouldn't be an asshole about it. He would tell you, hey, this is what you did wrong. Make it better. And he would give it to you straight. It wouldn't be like, oh, you did you did this and this right, but this is something that you could do better. No, just tell me straight. I'm working for you. I think that's a really good thing because sometimes when they say something like, well, you did A and B right. If you really work on C, then that'll be great. And then sometimes you walk out of there going, God, I'm doing great. I don't need right. to change a thing. But once in a while, you want somebody who's going to spell it out for you and I'll be honest with you, as a manager, and I never signed up at radio to be a manager, I want to be a DJ. I want to play songs, and I wanted to like meet girls on the request line. I never wanted to be a manager. So I'm going to tell you, and if you listen to the podcast, read a good management book. Because oh, yeah. one day you will be a manager, and if you are appointed a manager to start tomorrow morning, and you've never managed people, and you've never learned anything about management, you're going to be blindsided by a lot of shit that you didn't expect. So right. I will tell you, Chase... Find a good management. I don't, I don't even know what it is. Seven. I think there's one called Seven Minute Manager. Have you ever heard of that one before? I don't think I have, no. Uh, it's been around a long time, but I saw somebody reading it uh, at the airport or Caribou not too long ago. So I would say read a management book. So make sure you do that. There you go. Um, uh, what about the idea, and I don't know if you work for women. See, I've worked for some really great, powerful women that you did not fuck with, yet at the same time they were warm human beings. 
And, and, and when people say things that I don't relate to, like, you know, if you work for a boss who's a guy who yells like that, then he's respected. But if you work for a woman who's firm like that, then she's a bitch. And I'm like, I've been in both. The guy yelled and he was an asshole. The woman did not yell, but she was very firm and you knew you did not fuck with her. It's like having a really yeah. strong parent, like the parent that catches you with your hand in the cookie jar and you're like, oh shit, I'm so busted. Right. Do you have any thoughts on man bosses? Have you ever worked for a woman boss before? I had uh, at my uh, station now, we had our assistant news director and uh, she was she was very tough and I and I really liked her and I know that some people um, at the station were not big fans of her, but I, I really respect her. She was tough. She would tell you how it is. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I just do you really think that some her. not to interrupt you, but before I forget, do you think that some people are not good at taking criticism? Yes. So they think that anybody who criticizes them is an asshole or a bitch. There's definitely people out there that yeah, they don't want the criticism. They just want to go into work, get their job done, and then go home and just chill out for the rest of the night. You but know you have I mean? to you have to live up to the standards that the station. In our case, we both work at a station. You at a TV right. station, me at a radio station that we have to live up to certain standards. And I'm usually the one, I'll be honest with you, at my station, I'm sometimes the one that I find policing the standards. It's like, okay, we've been playing this same jingle for three years. Don't you think it's time, for example? That never really mm -hmm. happened, but sometimes I find myself policing the station. Um, and I forget where I was going. Do you remember where I was going with that? I don't know, Dad. Okay. I, just, I just let you talk sometimes. <laughs> I just so tune you it's out. It's a bad I idea. I don't even know what's happening. Just like, um, okay, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, I think we might have been talking about people who, that's what it was, people who don't like to take criticism. Right. So I naturally give out criticism, even though I don't want to, because sometimes I feel like, you know, we have, believe it or not, we have really high standards on our show for mm -hmm. content and not, not repeating the same thing. And, and somebody might bring up a topic and say, hey, let's talk about making pies. That'll be a great topic. Talk about making pies. And I'll have to say something like, I'll be honest with you, that sounds really boring. You know, maybe we can do it somewhere down the road. And sometimes people on the show, and I'll be honest, everybody's done it. Steve's done it. Fallon's done it. Jenny's done it. Tina's done it. Probably I have to bring up something that we go eh, not crazy about that one. But isn't that just part of the creative process? I mean, yep. you have to talk about something new every day, yep. basically. So For I mean, sure. you got to throw something out, something new that might not work. It might not. But that's all taking that risk and seeing what happens. And you got to throw something out. But at the same time, you have to. And I think that sometimes we fall in love with our own ideas. Yes. So if I say I want to talk about making apple pies tomorrow on the show, it's going to be so awesome. Mm hmm. Fallon might be the voice of wisdom and say, Dave, that sucks. She wouldn't say it that way. But then again, with Fallon, she might. But I think that sometimes you have to look at your own ideas and go, ah, yeah, maybe it's not so good. I think you should. But also, it's nice to have people in your, you know, creative circle to tell you like, hey, yep. you know, no, yep. that's not really a good idea. I feel like that's good if there's something out there that, you know, someone throws out and you're like, no, nah, I don't think so. Maybe it's not best to say, no, that sucks. But like you said, oh, we can use that another time or let's put that on hold for right now and try to come up can with something Can I tell else. you, I've done that trick before. It's like, yeah, you know, we don't have time to do it this week, but maybe next week. And then my hope is that they'll forget about it by right. next week. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they do. It's the same trick you can use when you have a child. They'll be like, hey, can we go to the zoo this week? Or like right now, and you're like, yeah, you don't really have, maybe you don't have time, or you're tired, or you just don't have the money or the inclination, whatever. So you put them off and you say, ah, not today, but you know, maybe next week we'll go. Hoping that next week they'll forget all about going to the zoo. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, don't forget about going to the zoo, because I remember going to the zoo with you 
when you were a little boy, because I used to go visit you in Phoenix when you were a little boy. Um, uh, and the next part of the podcast, I told Chase, I said, think of three memories that you and I have together. And I'll think of three memories that you, that I have together with you, and we'll see if any of them match. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got you. Do we... So I will give. I'll give. Um. I'll give one, and then you give one. Okay. Cool. My first memory of you, and this is one of my favorite, possibly my favorite ever, was when we went camping together in the Black Hills. Oh yeah. You had never been camping together, and we drove out to Sioux Falls. We swam in the pool. Um, I think we set up a tent. Then we drove to the Black Hills. We went to the Big Thunder Gold Mine. We went to Mount Rushmore. I think we went on the sleds and the the. We had a great time. We went camping, and then you flew home, and I drove back. You were yeah. about eleven years old or so. I think so. That yeah. is one of my favorite memories. Here's another one. Then I'll see what yours are. See if any of them match okay. at all. When you were probably fifteen or sixteen, you and I went to Hollywood. Yes, we stayed at the uh, the, ho the There's a hotel on the Sunset Strip where all the rock stars used to stay back in the sixties, right. like Led Zeppelin Guns or and Guns and Roses. I and uh, and then we walked all the way. We didn't know how far we were walking. We walked all the way down to Hollywood Boulevard, which turned out to be about three miles. Yeah, it was quite a walk. We went to the Chateau Marmont, which is where all the celebrities hung out, but we couldn't take pictures. They wouldn't allow you to lift your camera up, take pictures. Yeah, no pictures. And then we went to the Guitar Center, and we went to Disneyland and Universal Studios, and that was a great trip. And then, this is not a trip, it's just a memory. When I would go visit you in Phoenix... We would go down to the park across from the old radio station where I worked at, and we would play catch. We'd play yeah. baseball, and we'd play football, we'd catch, and it was just a great time. My runners-up were, um, they had a space camp in Phoenix, and when you were oh, about 10 yeah. years old, 8 years old, we'd go to the space camp where you were like the navigator or the mission specialist or whatever, that. and you would fly on the fake space shuttle, and it was really cool, um, uh, teaching you magic tricks, and you and I would go to the magic store and learn magic tricks. And then um, one of my funniest memories with you was when you were, I don't know, eight or so years old, and we were playing Halo, and I'd never played before. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, I'm like, so what do you, which button kills, what do you do? And you kill me. Boom. And I'd be like, well, which button do you pull? Boom, you kill me again. Chase, can you slow down a little bit and not kill me? Because I'm, boom, you kill me again. Chase, I'm still trying to figure out how to move my guy around. Can you stop? Boom, you kill me again. Relentless. That's Relentless, what I was. Relentless, you little son of a. So <laughs> there are my top three with three runners up. What have you got? Gotcha. Um, I have to agree with the California trip. Yep. That was so much fun being able to, yeah, stay at that hotel and tell them the stories of how I think it was Guns N' Roses, how they somehow snuck up motorcycles. They had to take the motorcycles apart, and then they were riding them through the hallways. <laughs> I love they that. They took them apart, put them in the elevator, then reassembled them upstairs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a cool trip. Another part of that is that when we went to Disneyland, mm -hmm. uh, you were just being totally inappropriate at Disneyland, oh, which no. I thought was totally hilarious. Because, I mean, it's the happiest place on earth. Yeah. And one of the memories was we were we went through Cinderella's Castle, I think. I don't know why. We were just like, hey, let's go through yeah, Cinder sure. Cinderella's Castle. And as we were walking out, you just looked at me and said, that was dope as fuck. And I just <laughs> burst out laughing. I thought that was the funniest thing. And that was you were, that trip, you were probably 15 or 16 years old. 15. So I remember because I was still in high school. My prom, I think, was that weekend. Sounds right. I think yeah. prom was going on. Yep. But I was like, I'd rather go to California with my dad. Yeah. Um, Another one, I think my second one was when we went to Chicago to see uh, the Rolling Stones. Oh, that was yeah. amazing! That was so much fun. We got cigars and we were walking around Chicago smoking cigars. God, I remember that. Yeah. And, and then we went to uh, Sears Tower. Is it called Willis Tower? Called Willis Tower now. Yeah. Willis Tower now. 
And they always do the thing where you get that photo, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you have to pay 20 bucks at the end. And we're just yeah. kind of like, hey, just give a silly, you know, photo face. Yeah. And then we ended up buying it because we thought it was so funny. I still have it somewhere. Yeah. Do, I run yeah. across it once in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly where I have it. Well, that's the thing with, with Carson's graduation. Something with photos is that they're scattered everywhere. If you mm-hmm. find out the master way to store photos, please let me know because I've got them on DVD. I got them on CD-ROMs. I got them on thumb drives. I got them on little, um, those little, um, that they look like a postage stamp and I can't remember what they're called. Oh, the SD card? Like a flash drive. Like a the little SD flash card. Yeah, SD right. Card. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so our memories pretty much matched. I pretty mean, much. Uh, Disney and the trip to LA um, uh, and the Rolling Stone trip was awesome. That was awesome, yeah. we had pretty good seats for it. Oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, any yeah. seat in there would be amazing. Yeah. You know what I and mean? But that w- that was so much fun. I think Taylor Swift was like the guest She star. was their guest. She, she came showed out. up, yeah. She showed up and sang a song with them, so I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's the Rolling Stones and Taylor Swift? What? It and we didn't amazing. expect that. Didn't expect that. And then uh, I think my last one, I think, would just be coming out here and going to the radio station with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was just, you know, one of, to me, one of the coolest things was being able to see you do your thing, waking up at like four o'clock in the morning when the sun's not even out, yeah. going down and seeing, you know, everything going on and being a fan of broadcast from a, lo- a young age. It was just cool to be able to go and see you do it. Well, see, that was the thing that, that you might not know if you listen to the podcast, how would you know, unless you heard me talk about this before, is that Chase used to get up early with me and you didn't have to because it was like, Chase, do you want to go into work with me tomorrow? And you'd be like, yeah. So I'd get you up. And we'd, you know, go down to the radio station and you would sit kind of like there. We have a U-shaped table and I sit in the center of the U and Fallon and Steve are on the other side of the U. I'm in the middle of it. And then Chase would sit over to my left and just kind of out of the way and just kind of watch. And I always thought it was impressive and flattering that you wanted to go to work, even though you sit there for four hours and it was kind of like, you know, I, I hoped you wouldn't get bored, and you must not no, have gotten yeah. bored if you wanted to keep coming back. No, because you guys are very entertaining, I have to say. And, uh, I mean, sometimes I think I'd bring, like, my iPod and maybe listen yep. to music for an hour when you got done with the show and you had to do some fin- finish yes. some things up after the show, you know, listen to my iPod or do something like that. But, no, it was just cool just to see the action, you hitting all those buttons, you know what I mean, and just talking with them and... Uh, just you know, during breaks and just coming up with uh, new ideas, it was it was very cool. It was very cool. Well, to see. I was very flattered when you decided to get into broadcasting, and I don't think it was totally because of me. But I think if there was like maybe a little, I don't know, a little open door, like oh, this might be something I want to try. Yeah. So, um, and then really interesting is Chase grew up in Phoenix. His first job in TV was in Yuma. Yuma, Arizona. And then I was born in Colorado Springs, lived there for 22 years of my life, and then you had a job, op- uh, uh, an offer from Albuquerque and from, coincidentally, my hometown of Colorado Springs. Right. And you chose Colorado Springs. I did, yeah, because, uh, like I said, the news director, I have a lot of respect for him, and he flew me out there. He took me to Garden of the Gods, uh, just kind of showing me around the station, and uh, it was originally just for a reporter gig. And then after talking to him, I remember when I landed, he said, hey, let me see some of your anchoring stuff. Oh, really? And so okay. then he offered me the uh, weekend anchor, you know, weekday reporter gig. And Albuquerque, I mean, it's still a very high market, but uh, that news director never offered for me to come out there and check it out. Oh, really? Or, any, or anything like that. You know, I mean, it was just kind of like, hey, we like it. We're going to offer it to you. And I was like, I, it was a very high market. Um Higher than Colorado Springs, but I mean, Colorado Springs was beautiful. It is beautiful. I really liked the people working there. Um, it, You know, they gave me, you know, that weekend anchoring position, which I really wanted. And I 
haven't regretted it since. I love working. Well, there. you hit on another interesting note. And during this podcast, I always try to like say, well, what's there's something that we could learn from. So I think we all want to go work somewhere that makes us feel like we're wanted there. Yes. And so Colorado Springs made it you feel like we want you here. We're going to fly you out and show you around, take you to lunch, take over to the Garden of the Gods, which is a beautiful rock formation, big, huge, huge like uh, uh, place in Colorado Springs. Whereas the guy in Albuquerque, probably just as good of a job or nice job or whatever, right, but know. he didn't make it seem like we were, it was kind of like, oh, take it or leave it. Exactly. But he really wanted you in Colorado Springs to come out and exactly. it made you feel like you were really wanted. It really did. And that's one thing that I would try to give some advice is that, you know, if you are, you know, applying for a place, you know, try to make sure that you really like the management, that, you know, mm-hmm. you respect them. Um, you want to feel welcomed and also make sure it's a place that you wouldn't mind living at for an extended period. Of time. Yeah. You know I mean, like, like I said, Colorado Springs, it's a beautiful place. Uh, I think a lot better than Yuma, Arizona, where it's just mm. desert everywhere. I've the, never been there, but okay. Uh, there's nothing there, dad. There's nothing no, there, yep. no reason to go. The tallest building's two stories. Are you serious? Uh, tallest building's two stories and it's a club. That's what it Are is. you the, serious? The Cress. That was the only club there. They don't have a downtown with like an 18 story building or anything? Nope. No. Wow. Uh, the downtown, like I said, it just has that one club. I mean, Yuma was awesome the people there were amazing the food was awesome uh but i mean that was kind of it it was not, not a lot going on you know what i mean well i think that if then again we learn a lesson of if you really want somebody you got to woo them a little bit for example if you really want this person to come and work with you make them feel special i had a job offer in miami about seven years ago and they this was at a time when kdwb I'll be honest with you, they made me feel like absolute shit because they let my contract run out. Now, mm-hmm. in radio, when your contract runs out, that means if it runs out today at 5, I don't have to come back ever again. So they let my contract run out as if to say, we don't care if you ever come back ever again. Now, it turned right. out later it was a mistake, and they felt really bad about it, but still it made me feel horrible because I'd been there for like 18 years, yeah. and they let my contract run out like they didn't care. So I looked for another job, and I got an offer in Miami, and they were like, Dave, we love you. We want to fly you and Susan down. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you up at the freaking Hotel Fontainebleau, which is like the most beautiful hotel in Miami. We got to our room. There was a fruit bowl. I don't even like fruit nice. that much, but I was still very flattered. A bottle of champagne. They took us out to uh, dinner with like the all the management to like Ditka's Steakhouse, which was oh, like a beautiful. Cool. And so they made me feel. So I guess that there's a lesson there. If you want somebody to consider your offer, make them feel good about themselves, make mm-hmm. them feel, and you could say that about a partner too. If you have, okay, well you have Maddie. Yeah. And if you want Maddie to stay interested, you wouldn't be like, you know, we're going to stay home tonight. Maybe you can throw a pizza in the oven for me. There we and go. I'm going to sit over here in my sweatpants. You can watch me play video games. And I'm going to, right. There you go. <laughs> Whereas if you want to keep Maddie around, then, you know, you don't have to do it all the time because sometimes it is just to sit there and fun to sit there and yeah. watch TV and, and make a pizza. But then you want to do something once in a while to make Maddie feel special. Right. And to make her feel like you really love her. Mm-hmm. So uh, that might be like, I don't know, it sounds so cliche, but to bring her home a present or flowers or well, something she, like her that. Her love language is at quality time. Have you heard of that book? Sure, I have. Like yeah, seven yeah. love languages yeah. or whatever. Hers is quality time. So, yeah, it's just whenever it's like, yeah, let's go out for a movie. You know what I mean? Or yep. just hang out, go out, have a nice restaurant, grab a couple of beers or something like that, and then just hang out and watch, you know, uh, The Office. That's one of our favorite things to do. Isn't that funny? Them. Because you love The Office, and you've always oh, yeah. loved it. Oh, yeah. Carson and his buddies love The Office. And The Office, when it was good, 
and it was good up until the last couple of seasons I kind of gave up watching. But in the first few seasons, Michael Scott and Jim and Pam, that type of thing, Dwight Schrute, yeah. um, Carson's too young to remember it. So he only remembers the reruns. So him and his buddies all love watching The Office. And when I was at his, was it his graduation ceremony or the senior party the other night? Senior party. I saw two girls walking around with shirts that said something about the office, like really? Michael, a Michael Scott quote or a picture of Dwight Schrute no or way. something like that. And I'm like, wow, this show was on the air and good 10 or more years ago, and here's these kids that still love it. Yeah, so. it's, the, it's the number one stream show on Netflix. As of Is now. it really? It's the number one constantly streamed show on Netflix, and it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'll get home and just throw on the office and go ahead and do my chores for the day. You know what I mean? It's just nice to have something run in the background, and then you'll hear a joke and you'll laugh at it. Yep. But it's you know just sometimes, sometimes just throwing it on and just doing other things. It's great. That's so interesting. Chase, yeah. you were great on the podcast. Not a big surprise. You were awesome. Thank you Thank so you. much for being on. Um, the, the podcast is all based on the book that I wrote a couple of years ago called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything, which is all about life lessons that I've learned. Um, uh, for example, I love throwing this one out here. Stop at lemonade stands. Chase, if you see a lemonade stand in Colorado Springs, stop. Give the kid a dollar. Drink their warm, watered-down lemonade. Say, it always tastes bad, though, Dad. It's always bad. It always they, tastes bad. Well, they make it with hose water, Chase. It does. And, yeah. it, and if you make lemonade with hose water, it's always got that rubbery kind of taste in there. I need there. that purified water. I need that bottled water. You're not going to get it. Shit, or you're not filtered gonna get it. or no, something. You're These not kids get need to step it up. You'll need to, they need you, to step it up. Dad. Okay. All right. We'll let them know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, there's a book also. Um, available online uh, on Amazon. You can buy the Kindle version. And uh, there's the Facebook page. You can um, check out the Facebook page and see if you want, wonder what Chase looks like. You can go see a picture of Chase. I'll post it up there. And that is uh, Facebook. And then just search Take a Shower show up on time. It'll start to f fill in and you can go click on that and like it. Email us anytime to uh, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. And uh, where do we follow you, Chase? We want to follow you on social media. What do well, we if you want to, that'd be great. Um, I have my uh, Facebook page right now. It's just uh, Chase Golightly at KRDO. If you want to look that up, you can see some of my news stories. I'll okay. post some fun things on there every once in a while. Okay. Uh, don't really tweet that much, even though I should, but definitely uh, check out the Facebooks. Okay. So just search KRDO. Chase Golightly, KRDO, and the last name, you know. Go lightly. Go just lightly. Just like just, it sounds. Just like it sounds. Exactly. All right. Chase, thanks for being on. I love you, Chase. I love you too, Dad. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything.